match, man. You know the fuck that nigga. Play on me, man. <laughs> Fucker, let's get it. Yes, sir. What's poppin' with y'all, man? Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Until Further Noise podcast. I am the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. OG! Nah, fuck it. I said OG! Hatch, man. You know what the fuck it is, man. What's up with the people? My friends. My supporters. <laughs> What's up with the motherfucking people, man? How the fuck is y'all out there doing, man? What the fuck? This episode 67, bro. We definitely on the grind of 100, man. This shit don't motherfucking me stop for a motherfucking soul. That's definitely going on a motherfucking me merch. I'm going to have some lime green joggers with that shit right on the front. The grind don't stop. <laughs> Who copy? <laughs> Type shit. But what's up with y'all, man? How y'all doing? Hope y'all thought looking good, feeling good, staying motherfucking safe. There's a whole lot of shit going on here in these streets. We say that shit each and every week. Uh, I want to say shout out to everybody around the world, man. It's tapped in, join the conversation, man. I truly appreciate all the love and support, man. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe to the channel and the podcast, wherever you can find it, man. I'm happy to listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, Audio, Mac, Google Podcasts, um, Audible, all that good shit. Um, if you watch this on Until FN YouTube channel, what? Shout out to y'all, man. <laughs> Shout out to y'all that like looking at me. <laughs> like looking at me. <laughs> but nah, man. Shout out to y'all. Make sure y'all rate, review, subscribe to the podcast man, on all platforms. Let's keep building this podcast. Brick by motherfucking me. Brick is Empire. Gonna be fucking gigantic by the time I'm done with this shit. We're gonna be the big fish in the motherfucking game. Um, you know, I just ran off like at least a hundred cuss words in less than two minutes. I failed my no cuss November challenge and nobody said nothing. <laughs> it's like nobody cared. I I came to the conclusion that I cussed entirely way too much. So I said I was gonna take November off with the cuss words. And this shit just been running off like nothing. Like I can't even think without cussing in my head. This shit kind of crazy now, man. <laughs> I definitely gotta work on that going forward, man. I do want to try to clean some shit up, you know what I'm saying, down the line, man, to make sure when I, when I am in the position that I want to be in, that I'm still giving y'all the raw, uncut, no filter me, but I do want to clean it up. Niggas, kids listen to my shit now. Like, damn. <laughs> I don't want to be a bad influence. I, I'm already a fucked up individual. <laughs> but we're going to work on that, man. Maybe in, in December or January. Maybe my New Year's resolution. Who knows? <laughs> um, but it's a lot of shit on documents. It's a whole lot of shit on documents I want to get into with you guys, man. Um, I don't want to hold you guys up too long this week. Um, what we got? We got Astro World. The depths at Astro World. The Travis Scott situation. He facing hella backlash over that, um, which I kind of understand, which I kind of don't. I'm gonna get to why. Uh, I'm gonna get to my opinion about that a little bit later in the podcast. Um, we're gonna have the relief of letting people go. I want to talk about that. I put some things on social media that kind of had some that that kind of ruffled a few feathers or kind of drew interest to a few people, and they didn't understand what the fuck I was saying. So I'm gonna make sure I come on here on the podcast and uh, you know. Go deeper into my, my train of thought when I put that on social media. I want to get to the Dalvin Cook situation. It's, it's the question for all NFL running backs: to hit a bitch or to not hit a bitch. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that should be on the questionnaire when them, when them niggas uh, at the combine. Nigga, are you more likely to hit a bitch or not? 
Because <laughs> NFL running backs be going through it, man. And we got the NFL NBA review. We got some quick hitters. And I'm going to give y'all some more advice of the week, man. Um, like I said, it's the last show on the docket. We want to go ahead and start off with, you know what? Before I hop into the docket, I want to say this, man. Um, <laughs> You know, I came on her last week. You know what I mean? That was that last week, right? Yeah, I talked about the Henry Ruggs situation. And um, once again, rest in peace to 23-year-old victim, uh, Tina Tinter. Uh, you know, I I come here all the time. I talk about opportunities. I talk about people expanding their horizons, traveling the world, going to go see shit and, and things of that nature. But I've also said many times on this podcast that the world is big, but that motherfucker ain't as big as everybody make it the same. And the reason why I be saying that is because it always surprises me. You know what I mean? Surprises me that how many people that I'm, you know what I'm saying, within the arms reach of that become damn near household names for whatever reason. Good, bad, ugly, funny. Hey, for, for whatever reason. It always shocks me how many people I actually know um, that become national news, headline news, or just become a relevant, a relevant topic in, in conversations. Uh, without going too deep into the situation, because I, I, I kind of didn't want to, you know, put too much details on the podcast. But with the young lady who lost her life, Tina Tenter, who and the dog passed away as well. The young woman who passed away, fam, is <laughs> crazy as fuck. I work with her cousin. Like I legit work with her cousin. I used to sit right next to her cousin. Uh, we went, we was in training classes together. I, I'm, I know her cousin. Like had many conversations. Like I know this one. I know her cousin. And when you see and you sit back and you think about the tragic events, sometimes on this podcast shit, bro. I said it probably like episode two. I probably said about episode two. Go back and check that shit out. Is that when sometimes when people die, well, not sometimes, all the time now, when people die, it just become a content piece. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's routine when somebody dies to come on your platform and be like, oh, shit, man, rest in peace. Send my condolences. Then just make sure you give your opinion. No matter if you try and do that shit or not, that's just how the game goes right now. Everybody putting their opinion on something. Everybody releasing content. That's just how it go. And when you pass away in 2021, you become a content piece. And I can honestly say with this situation, with the Henry Ruggs, Tina Tensor situation, it would have just became a content piece. I talked about it on the podcast because he was in the NFL. It's people that die from car crashes and, and DUIs up there all the time. I talked about that all the time, how the vehicle is the most deadly, you know what I'm saying, piece of machinery out there in the world. And we getting that shit every day, multiple times a day without a caring, without even a second thought. Not knowing that what we operating is a deadly motherfucking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, deadly tool. So, and I told y'all the reason why I, I, I brought it up on the podcast because Henry Ruggs was Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver. You know what I mean? And that's the reason why that made national news. And then, you know, the next day I thought after the pod came out, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm at work. And I find out that my coworker is related to this woman. My coworker just lost a loved one. So at that moment in time, it became more than just a content piece. And I don't want to sound harsh by saying content piece because, you know, I, mean, I understand sometimes I can come off with the approach that, hey, man, it is what it is type shit. But I don't know what other words to use for that. <laughs> I definitely don't want to offend or family or anybody who, 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 who would possibly take offense to that. 
But at that moment in time, because I knew someone who was directly de- dealing with that with that pain, that shit had started to hit different for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I, I, of course I dealt with my the DUI situation. I, I told you about my accident and stuff like that. But it was like, damn, like I know her, one of her family members, her one of her first, you know what I'm saying? Her, her first bloodline cousins and shit like that. So I wanted to just make sure I came on here and talked and, and on the podcast and just made sure that I, I said rest in peace again. I send my prayers and condolences to everyone who, who knew this young woman, anyone who she impacted in a positive light. And just to remind of all the friends of the show, fam, we're 67 weeks in. All the friends of the show, live life, fam, because you never know. <laughs> you never know when this shit can just, you know what I'm saying, poof type shit. So live life, man. The world is big. But it ain't as big as, as motherfuckers make it out to be, man. Go out there and obtain everything you want to obtain. You can do that shit. Yeah, t- stop, stop. I'm tired. Like This is a little bit off topic, but I'm tired of being the motherfucker that know people that's doing something. How many, how many people, are, how many of y'all out there know hella people that's doing something? Oh, my cousin make music. Oh, I know old boy. He used to rap back in the day. Now he, he got a little buzz. Oh, I know shorty. I used, to, I used to fuck on her back in school. Now she in Atlanta going crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I ran track with this nigga. Now this nigga playing for the Cowboys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I went to school with this nigga. Oh, now this nigga overseas playing ball. I went to school with this nigga. Now this nigga coaching that D1. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm tired of being a nigga that just know folks. And that's my and, and, that, and that's my challenge to all you guys. Stop just being a person that knows somebody. Become that person, you know. What I mean, that, that's just that's just my challenge for all the friends of the show, bro. I just want to make sure I start off because that's an attempted situation hit different when you actually know somebody that's really going through it. Um, <laughs> damn, what we what we what seven eight minutes to the podcast without even hitting the docket? Damn, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> um, let's go ahead and get into the big news, bro. Let's go ahead and get into the big news that. The tragic news that's been sweeping in uh, the news wave on mainstream media, uh, social media, you know, all that good shit. You got against the Astro World, man. The Astro World tragic, uh, and 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 the backlash that Travis Scott is is receiving from that. Um, if you don't know about the Travis Scott situation, let me go ahead and tell you first up before I even dive into this. I seen the headlines, I seen some of the articles, seen some of the videos. I didn't watch nothing all the way. I didn't read nothing all the way. I just seen what I needed to see and got the fuck up out of here. <laughs> I just got the fuck up out of here. <laughs> um, this Travis Scott shit, you know, he had a he had the Astro World Festival um, that he puts on, and unfortunately, eight people lost their lives. You know, the the, the crowd had a, it was one of those surges. Uh, eight people lost their lives. There's rumblings about people being injected with with drugs. It says a security guard was trying to help somebody. He got injected with some shit. He passed out. You got conspiracy theories. You got all types of shit going on with this Travis Scott shit. But the facts are the facts is that eight people passed away. And hundreds hurt. Hundreds injured. People hurt. All types of shit. But the focus is on the eight people that lost their lives. So I want to say rest in peace to them. Rest in peace and send my prayers and condolences to all their loved ones and friends and families. Anyone they pop, they are positively uh, positively impacted. God damn. But 
This shit weird to me. Now, I'm not one of those people, man, that's going to come on with the conspiracy theory shit. As soon as it happened, of course, you got people, he been doing this. He been with the coach shit, which is true. He been, like, to me, all those artists who who, who hibernate with the rock, the, the rock shit, they all do this shit. They all do the whole, you know what I'm saying, cult-like thing. That's what niggas do. That's what they all do. Kanye West even do but every rapper that even goes with that whole rock, Lil Uzi do this shit. They've been doing this shit. So it's like, that's not news to me. I'm not going to look at that and be like, oh, Travis Scott, her sacrificing people. I'm not going to do that. To me, that's always a bold-ass claim when you say a nigga is sacrificing people. Like, that's, that's some bold shit to say. Like, to me, if a nigga told me I was sacrificing somebody, he owed me five minutes. I ain't going to fake it. You owe me five minutes. Whether it's true or not, <laughs> you owe me five minutes. I don't care who heard it. If I come across somebody saying I sacrifice somebody, you owe me five minutes. As dumb as it is, because you're telling me that somebody else, somebody actually passed away, I'm responsible for that. And people got family members that 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 react on things. A narratives, narratives, narratives don't take that much. It don't take much for narratives to grow legs. We see it every day, every day on ESPN, every day on Undisputed, every day on, you know, it's the first things first. We see it in the sports world every day. It's the same thing in music. If a nigga came out, same thing with the whole Ja Rule and 50 Cent shit. Ja Rule was fucking Ja Rule. But 50, 50 came out and he was the guy. So whatever he said became the narrative. And it's been like that since 03. They don't take much for a narrative to grow legs. So I'm not going to put that on Travis Scott that he's, he, he's sacrificing folks. If it comes up, this nigga got a blood leisure, you know what I'm saying, this closet somewhere, then we'll have a totally different conversation. But my whole thing with this Travis Scott shit is this is just a clear example of when motherfuckers be like, ain't nobody going to learn if somebody die. Some People actually died this time. And the reason why I say that is because Travis Scott been been popping for years now. I don't listen to Travis Scott music like that. I don't really think he's the dopest nigga musically. But I've always said he's a performer. He makes his music strictly for perform. You can tell by the way he makes his, the way his production is. You can tell all his songs are made for performing. And if you watch a Travis Scott performance... He's one of the best performers in the, in, in hip-hop, in the game, period. But it's always been something that I recognize about his shows, how dangerous they were, is what added to how good of a performer he was. And when I say that, I'm referring to the mosh pits. I'm referring to the, to the drugged-out niggas in the crowd, everybody so bundled up, going crazy, climbing stanchions and shit like that. Like, all that shit look good on camera. And that make motherfuckers sit back and be like, oh, I, I want to go to the next Travis Scott concert. That make all the motherfuckers do that until your ass in that building. Once you in that motherfucker, you can't breathe for real. I only been to one concert in my life. And it wasn't, it wasn't no Travis Scott type shit. It was Kevin Gates, my nigga. It was a Kevin Gates concert out here in Phoenix years ago. Years ago, my nigga. Right before he went, he got into that whole legal shit. Right before he got into all that little legal shit. It was literally right before then. He came out here to finish. Motherfucker was packed. He packed that motherfucker up, nigga. 
It was packed like a fresh pack of cigarettes. That motherfucker was stuffed. <laughs> that shit was put together. <laughs> and I couldn't breathe in that motherfucker. And that's in a Kevin Gates concert. This ain't Travis Scott where niggas is mosh pitting and, and pushing each other for fun. Like, this is what they do at those type shows. And it's always cool because, yeah, nigga may get socked the fuck up, but everybody going home safe. But I used to always sit back smoking my weed, you know what I'm saying, drinking my drink, sitting back watching those clips like, yo, one day, motherfuckers going to die. And it's going to be on the, on the performer because he going to get sued. It's going to be on the motherfucking venue, and it's going to be a bad look for the for, for, for music industry. And that's and that's clearly what happened with this Travis Scott situation. So you got everybody talking about giving the backlash on Travis Scott, blaming him. I don't blame Travis Scott for, people, for, for the deaths of those individuals. What I will say is the not stopping the show while you got people screaming for help and you got people clearly passing out. You can visibly see them getting fucked up in the crowd. Him just putting on the show, that's on a moral level because he's not breaking any laws with that. It's not a, it's not against the law to be an asshole. I would have been locked the fuck up. It's not, a, it's not against the law to not care about other motherfuckers. It's just not. But it, just, it, it opens the world's eye on who you are as an individual. This ain't the first time I've seen Travis Scott being an asshole at his concert. It's videos coming out. I've been seeing when they first happened, but not everybody bring it up because now it's a much bigger situation to have. But it's videos of Travis Scott punching niggas, spitting on niggas, getting the crowd members to, to jump niggas in the crowd. Like, this shit been happening. But when you let motherfuckers get away with certain shit for so long, they don't know they crossed the line until they actually crossed that motherfucker. So when you got Travis Scott on stage, you know what I'm saying, performing and still carrying on, like, shit is still lit. You know what I'm saying? While motherfuckers in the crowd dying and people calling for help, it just made me think that when you're the only person living in the moment, people can get hurt. That's just realest I can get with. When you're the only person living in the moment, people can get hurt, my nigga. There's, there's, there's no way what, what you got about between 8,000 and 16,000? I don't know how many people you sold out to, but let's just say 8,000 on a low ball number. I'm pretty sure I'm low balling the fuck out of Travis Scott right now. But 8,000 people screaming and clamoring for help, and you still up there just talking about you the highest in the room? Nah, that's unacceptable. <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> like, fuck your music, my boy. I didn't see way too many artists on stage when, when people in the crowd you know what I'm saying, hyperventilating and shit, at them rolling loud festivals and shit. I didn't see too many artists toss that person the water bottle. I think, was it the baby? I think it was the baby at this last uh, rolling loud shit. I really think it was the baby at his last festival before he said all that wild shit. I legit think he tossed the motherfucker a water bottle because he's seen that was going to pass out. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying, like, that's where you got to look at him kind of odd, but he's not breaking the law with that. That's just when, okay, now shit finna get a little bit different for you. Now not, now, now, your support probably finna go down a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. But now you got, well, after he faced the backlash, you know what I'm saying? Now you, it came out that he would be paying for the 
you know, the uh, the funerals for the people that passed away. Uh, he'll be taking care of all the uh, mental health, you know, like therapy sessions and shit for anybody who needs it. Um, and they refunding all tickets, you know, for anybody who bought tickets to that to that uh, performance. And also, he had another festival come up. He got he got removed um, from that, and they they put Post Malone in there for his place. So I mean, how much? At the end of the day, how how fucked up it is. How much responsibility can you put on Travis? And I ask that because what can he do to make up for it? You can't make up for people losing their life. So probably that's probably the wrong term to use. But like, what can he do to? Like, you know when 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 a, when a crime is committed, motherfuckers looking for a, a punishment that's, that's that's suited for that. What if, what can Travis Scott do in this situation besides what he's already doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, even with paying for the funerals and, and paying for mental health services and, and giving refunds, that's just niggas being nice. That's just niggas having a heart type shit. But it's like, what can you really hold hold his feet to the fire of besides just being an asshole and being the only nigga living in the moment? It's it's a it's a fucked up situation. But I don't I don't expect nothing different. When you it's mosh pits, niggas, it's it's eight to fifteen thousand people shoulder to shoulder. Then all of a sudden niggas is mosh pit. Then all of a sudden niggas is is running it running forward and shit. Like I, I I don't expect nothing different, fam. It's just a sad situation. It's it's truly a sad situation. If I was Travis Scott, I don't think I would ever perform again. He's one of those artists that I mean. He, he he make enough money doing other things. Nigga got endorsement deals and shit like that. Music popping like that. Like, I don't know. But when you when niggas are dying on your account and you got people talking about you sacrificing human beings and shit like that, your whole image right now is nasty. It's nasty. Like it, it, it's nasty right now. I don't know what you need to do. You probably you need to sit down for a minute. I, I wouldn't put no music out. I wouldn't do none of that shit. You need to listen, but you you just need to chill out. Let this shit die down for a minute. There's eight people that died, fam. Ain't 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 a, ain't a hit single you can put out right now that's gonna change the the negative the negative narratives around you right now. Ain't ain't a song you can put out. So I, I don't know. I just want to say rest in peace against everyone who lost their life, man. Get well soon to everybody who was hurt. And I send my prayers and condolences to everybody who was impacted by that shit, man, and by the people who lost their lives. All the friends and family, man. All the friends of the show, we fucking with you, man. Um, moving on. Let's get off the let's get off the death. God damn. <laughs> let's get off the motherfucking death. <laughs> I want to talk about, you know, um, the relief, the relief of letting people go. Um, you know, on my social media, <laughs> this shit was kind of funny. On my social media, bro, I had put out that um <laughs> I had finally broke up with my ex and I now I feel so complete. And to me, that shit is is as clear as day what I'm saying. But it was so many people talking about oh, what? What what you talking about? You you what the, all types of stupid shit. When I say that when I say I broke up with my ex. I'm referring to 
that that gray that, that gray area when you break up with a motherfucker, but you can still get that. You can you can still get that pussy. When you break up with a motherfucker, but y'all still cordial and y'all still texting and keeping conversations, she still she still sucking your dick all crazy and shit. I'm talking about that type shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's there's no extra relationship. We're not together, but you know what I mean. I still fuck that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We know what gray area I'm talking about. But the reason why, I'm gonna tell you the reason why I did that, and I'm gonna tell you the, about the release. The it leads into the release of letting people go. The reason why I did that, and the reason why I put that on social media, is because I feel like sometimes, and I'm gonna speak for myself in my life. I don't bring a lot of people around. So when I say I'm just say I'm in looking, let me just think. When I'm in okay, when I'm when I'm involved in this and I'm bringing people into my life, it, I'm talking about women, of course, and I'm bringing women into my life. I don't just bring a bunch of hoes around. Bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't trust nobody. Like I ain't just letting bitches come to my crib, but you don't need to see my place. You don't need to see my car. You don't really need my other number. I got two numbers. You don't need both. <laughs> like, you don't. And I've always been the type of guy, and I'm not proud to say this. I'm just being self-aware and I'm being realistic to what the fuck is going on. I've been a, I've been a type of guy that once I engage with a woman, we probably, we, for the most part, 90% of the time, we're going to have a, a relationship that's going to last years we ain't gonna win y'all necessarily get together but we're gonna be fucking for a few years now that's just two people that's just me being a cool dude people actually like me i actually like these women we just cool shit work shit just happens like that none of this shit has been planned none of this shit has been you know what i'm saying i got a little black book <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm writing this shit down that's not the case when i just reflect on my life I have, a, there's been about seven or eight women that I've just been fucking with over the last seven years. I'm, I'm just saying, that's just how I be. Not all at the same times, none of that. It's been some off and on shits in there. And a nigga like me, I don't know what it is, but if, if I feel like when my phone is dead, my phone dead, and none of my bitches hit me. But when one of my bitches hit me, all my bitches hit me. I be thinking they be in, they in cahoots. <laughs> They all trying to throw me the pussy at fr on Friday at 3.45. Bitch, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> but I've noticed that in those relationships that I've had with these women that I found myself going through the same shit with them all the time. And that dish, that, that mentally, that was fucking me up. Because I'm one of those people that after a while, I started to think it's me type shit. I'm not one of those people that just put blame on the other motherfuckers. I take I take responsibility first. Like I, I when shit going wrong, I sit back and be like, yo, what the fuck am I doing? Like she ain't even fucking up that bad. Like, is it just me? Am I still trying to live my life? You know what I'm saying? A play away? Like I always think negatively about myself. And I was and I and I realized about myself, dog, that. Every time I got into a positive headspace, I would just, I would, I, for some way, some way, somehow, I would end up back with one of these hoes. And I, let me stop. I ain't, I ain't saying hoes and bitches in a negative way. I would end up back with one of these women. 
Like for, for whatever reason. Like it's like a, once the wall go down, one of them will just make their way back in and, and we back acting like ain't shit never happened. But we go we repeat the cycle. You know what I'm saying? And mentally, I just kept finding myself being fucked up. And I kept and I kept worrying about that on a day-to-day basis, like not trying to fuck this up this time, not trying to do this this time, not trying to let this let this woman get on my nerves this time. Let me let me ease up type shit. But I kept finding myself in the same situation. It's not work. It's not work. It's not working. Yeah, the pussy good. Yeah, she eating the dick up all crazy, but it's not working. And with my ex in particular, I wasn't with my ex because she ate the dick up. I, I just wasn't. Some of the best head I ever got. Ass fat. Pussy was crazy wet. Pussy was fat as fuck. Bitch was bad. But that wasn't why I was with her. I can. Sex has never been the number one thing on, on, on my mind. It, it just never had. I, bro, I tell people all the time, bro, I lost my virginity at 17 years old. I wasn't thinking about sex, man. Now, I was getting some head and shit before then. But, like, even that shit was foreign for you between. That just wasn't what I was thinking about. I was thinking about some regular teenage shit. But I was just thinking about sports. I played sports year-round. I was thinking about basketball. I thinking about NBA. I am thinking about music, uh, video game. I am thinking about all that shit. Normal kid shit at 15, 14, 15. Normal shit. Outside with the boys or playing ball, all that shit. Getting into shit we shouldn't have been doing. But I wasn't fucking. I wasn't even thinking about fucking. And I think that just carried on into my my adult life. Like, I don't, sex is not the number one thing on my mind. Now when it's, now when it's available, I'm knocking shit out the motherfucking, I'm knocking your head off, bitch. <laughs> but sex has never just been my, uh, my number one thing. So with my ex, as good as that shit was, I was with her because of the shit I like to call the, the peanut butter, the peanut butter oatmeal raisin cookies. I love them cookies. <laughs> the peanut butter oatmeal raisin cookies on, on uh, terminology equals the good shit, the, the conversations, the comfort. You know what I'm saying? The, the warmth of touch. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the making you feel like you can be yourself at all times. As somebody that's not from Arizona, it's hard being, it's hard being yourself with everybody all the time because they don't understand out here in Arizona. They don't, they didn't grow up the way I grew up in St. Louis or when I was in in California and shit, they didn't grow up that way. So it's hard to find motherfuckers that you could actually just be yourself all the time with. Cause you just find yourself by yourself. You don't, if I can't be myself, I just, I just be alone type shit. And that's what the fuck I was doing until I found these few far between hoes or women, I should say that I was fucking with. But with my ex, the one I actually made, that actually made my girlfriend, it wasn't the sex, it wasn't the head, it wasn't how bad she was, it wasn't none of that. It was the peanut butter, oatmeal, raisin cookies. It was all the other shit. And once that shit is dead, there's nothing else for me here type shit. And once I realized that, (laughs) once I realized that it would be more beneficial for me. You know what I'm saying? From, from a mental standpoint, to just walk away from that situation. Fam, I fam, I ain't I ain't I ain't I ain't been I ain't never been this happier. Uh, last time I was this happy, we had just signed, we had just got Anthony Davis. <laughs> we 
just want a ring in a bubble type shit. So that's what I mean when I say the relief and and letting people go. Like sometimes you just gotta identify when a motherfucker don't bring you certain happiness. It ain't it ain't it ain't gotta be it, it, it ain't it ain't always about the 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 how how the the, the good 15 30 minutes a motherfucking give you. It ain't about what happens under in the king size bed. It ain't about what happens in that big motherfucker. It's about it's about when you going through tough times, can you depend on the motherfucker? And I ain't saying depend on you to to take care of you on some financial shit. I'm talking about when you going through one when you going through one of your down mental times, can you depend on that person just to talk you through some shit? You know what I'm saying? Just crack some jokes to get your mind off type type shit. Like that that shit right there is what I value more than anything. Like I be having women come up to tell me like they be asking me all the time. Like what? What do I look for in a woman, fam? I, I'm the simplest nigga in the world. If a if a woman can make me laugh, I'm on it. Like it's that's I'm on it. Well, I'm on it type shit. That's all it takes. <laughs> that's all it takes for Hatch, <laughs> bitch. Where is Jess hilarious? <laughs> where is she at right now? <laughs> but it's just that's what I that's what I need. I I've identified the type of person I am. And type of climate that I'm in. I am a nigga that's on edge all the time in a society that's looking for niggas that's on edge all the time. That's that's the situation I'm in. So I don't need somebody that's just gonna give me some pussy all the time. Like, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I fuck with it. I take that too. But I need the other shit. I need I need the shit that's gonna keep me calm, the shit that's gonna make sure when I leave the house. I'm going to make it back. The shit that's going to make me want to feel safe enough or confident enough to leave my house. That's what niggas, that's what I'm looking for. I don't know about all my, all my homeboys and all niggas listen to the show, but that's what I look for. And that's why I felt relief in letting this, letting this person go and all the other women in my life who didn't meet those qualities. All those seven to eight women I told y'all about, they all gone, fam. I don't need them hoes. <laughs> I don't need them. Because I know what they can't, I know what they provide, and I know what they can't provide. They can provide the same thing any other woman that's walking these streets can get, can get some pussy. But all, every woman can't provide the sense of comfort, the sense of me feeling I can be myself twenty four seven. This the the warm touch, the, the 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 me feeling like this woman could blend in with my family type shit. Everybody can't do that. And I'm at the age now, fam. I'm 26 years old. And what's what's this, November? And what, eight, nine months? I'll be 27 years old, my nigga. You talking to a nigga who grew up thinking he was going, who just wanted to reach the age of 30. I felt comfortable dying at the age of 30 because my dad, my dad, uh, my dad, damn, what the fuck? Tongue twisting and shit. My dad was murdered when he was at 29. So my clock is ticking. You know what I'm saying? My clock ticking. I ain't got time to keep wasting just fucking. Linking up, matching and smoking weed and just fucking. I, ain't, I mean, it's cool. But nah, I ain't on that. And I think when you reach a certain point in life where you, when you identify what you want and you identify what you need in life to get by, 
you find you, you feel much better in letting people go that don't meet your standards and meet your qualifications of existing in your life, existing in your world type shit. So that's what I mean when I say the relief of letting people go. I think I think it's I think a lot of us, you know what I'm saying? We and when I say that and when I say a lot of us, I really be talking about myself. So don't don't take it personal, take it as a shot. But I think that we get comfortable with other people's bullshit because we we see what they can we see the other things they bring to the table or we just get comfortable or with allowing people to be in our life that's not actually bringing nothing of value to in uh to our life to the table that's what i that's what that's honestly what i believe because i heard too many people complain about people that ain't that's ain't shit that be in their life and i always sit back like why the fuck they in your life then why why are you stay texting and, and calling this motherfucker that's getting on your nerves that don't bring nothing of value to the table. If, if every time you talk to somebody, it's, it's, you, you, it's a half-assed attitude towards it, you don't need to be talking to them. And that's just the approach that I've been that I've been um practicing lately. You know what I'm saying? I've always kind of kept my distance, but now it's just let me open up more to the people that's actually around me and just cut off all the people that I feel like don't bring nothing of value to my life. And I've been happy as a motherfucker, bro. I, I, I truly have. And I just want to make sure I, get, I bring it up to y'all and get y'all some of this free game. And maybe y'all can apply it to y'all life and y'all can start living y'all best motherfucker me life, bro. Real shit. Um, what we got on this motherfucker, man? What we got on this motherfucker, bro? Uh, let's get into Dalvin Cook, man. Let's get into Dalvin motherfucking Cook. <sighs> you know... I joked around beginning this podcast, <laughs> and I say at the draft combine for all running backs, they should just ask you, are you more susceptible to hit a woman or not? Because <laughs> it feel like all NFL running backs, they find themselves in a position to where a domestic violence is imminent. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. All every NFL running back of that's noteworthy over the last what ten years? This ain't ten years. Fuck it. Has had an incident with a woman that can land them in serious motherfucking trouble. That's Dalvin Cook's situation. You know, news came out. Let me see if I can pull it with my phone, man. News came out that his. Girlfriend or wife? Let me see. Let me pour this shit up, man. Hold on. Because it's just crazy to me that this is what people find themselves. This is what they find themselves in when they had this much money. Dalvin Cook, you know what I mean? Running back for the Minnesota Vikings. It came out that his agent reported in response to his wife, his girlfriend coming out saying that he kidnapped her. He kidnapped her and he was abusive and things of that nature. His response was his running, his victim, which is the Minnesota Vikings running back, Dalvin Cook, is a victim of domestic abuse and extortion. And that there is a pending litigation about this situation. So when you hear the wife, the girlfriend, the spouse come out talking about he kidnapped her, he beat me, put hands on me, sexual assault, all that good shit. And then his lawyer come out and say, no, he's really the victim and that she's trying to extort him. It just makes me think. Like, 
as a as a NFL, not even as an NFL, but as an athlete, as a professional, celebrity, whatever, somebody with some type of money, it has to be hard. It has to feel like the world is closing in on you. If you absolutely didn't do this shit, but the allegations come out. Because looking at Dalvin Cook, and when I seen these reports, fam, I instantly thought he did it. It's fucked up. I instantly thought he did it from the when you go from Ray Rice to, 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 to Kareem Hunt. It's like, I mean, eh. it's like you automatically can envision that shit in your head. Dalvin Cook being abusive to his chick. Immediately. Immediately, I, I envisioned it. I seen the blows type shit. <laughs> like I seen him dragging her more than five feet against her will. I seen it in my own head. But that's so that's how fucked up the, the, the reputation of the NFL and NFL running backs is. It's so fucked up that you automatically believe the worst. You believe that you believe the, the negative allegation. You believe it. And I'm just like, damn, for Dalvin Cook. Because then how many times you sit back and you heard the response is, nah, I was the victim and she extorted me. You don't hear that defense that many times. You just don't. Now I looked, I, I seen that she was a uh either she was a sergeant or she was a sergeant's daughter or some shit like that. Um, she had she, she had some type of rank, which could be kind of scary if you know what I'm saying, if if you didn't do the shit and if you and you feel like you 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 going against some shit. You feel like you you been you know what I'm saying um, framed and black you know framed and blackballed into some shit. So when I when I, when I heard these things and I and I'm not I was on ESPN today. I didn't see nobody talking about the shit. I ain't I don't know if people wait for more information, but it's like, well, why is this shit not across every motherfucking body ticker? I shouldn't be finding about find out about this shit on Twitter and it just stay there. I don't see nobody quoting and retweeting this motherfucker. Not Stephen A. Smith. Not Shannon Sharp. Where's Ryan Clark? Where's niggas at? Because no matter no matter if he did this shit or not, this shit needs to be talked about. No matter what side of the fence you want, because both sides need to bring this shit to the table. Because if this man is innocent, well, first let me say, if he's guilty and he did this shit, get him out of here. Get Dalvin Cook up out of here. Get him his punishment up under jail. All that shit. You shouldn't be beating and kidnapping your girl. What the fuck? But if he's innocent, if, if the reports and that he's he's been abused himself and being extorted, that needs to be talked about because those are charges that needs to be drawn up against her, and examples need to be made so this don't happen to somebody else. Because I can, I can honestly see, I can see um, a, a, a vindictive woman, and this is not against her at all, but I'm just saying, this is totally aside from that, but I can see a vindictive woman playing, playing the, the, the DV game and, and fucking and getting some money out the nigga. We seen a uh, thin line between love and hate. I love that fucking movie. I love that fucking movie. So I can see, you know what I'm saying, as a uh, woman faking this and and getting knowing that the the stigma around NFL running backs and the stigma around how NFL handle these situations, knowing all that information, I can see a vindictive woman faking some injuries or or 
inflicting injuries upon herself and saying that he did that shit. I can see it. I can totally see that shit. And once again, I'm not saying that's what happened in this situation. But what I'm saying is no matter how this plays out, this needs to be talked about at, at an alarming rate. Because no matter how it ends, both sides need to be discussing this. Because this can stop this shit from happening going forward. It really fucking can. This can open up the floodgates about how the NFL handles these situations. It can do a whole bunch of shit if the conversation is started and, and, and it's being had on these major platforms. I just don't understand why it's not being talked about that like it should. Well, is niggas waiting on the footage? You don't have to see everything to, have to, to feel the impact of it. I don't. So why the fuck do they have to do it? So it's just it's weird to me that, that that that's going on, but I think it's important to to identify both sides of the uh, of the argument here. What she's saying is true, and what he's saying is true. I'm not taking no side. All I'm saying is both both parties have the both parties in the arguments that they're presenting the allegation the allegations they're presenting to the table. Both hold weight and both hold merit because I, I'm tired of, of people just acting like dudes can't get their ass beat. I'm tired of people acting like dudes can't can't be fall victim to um, the, the law and shit like that. I'm tired of that shit. I'm, I'm tired of that taking place. I'm, I'm just tired. We see it every day in child support. We see it every day in fucking... Uh, a spouse support, alimony, all that shit. We see it every day in that. We got to start taking the proper steps to rectify some shit. And this could possibly be one of those situations. Fuck waiting to hide play out. Let's talk about it as it's playing out. Stop being late to the motherfucking me party, man. Be And be a fucking me uh, a trendsetter. Be a leader, ESPN. Be a leader, Fox. You know what I'm saying? Be a leader, Shade Room. Be a leader, uh, motherfucking me. Uh, 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 who's the NFL uh, PA president? Be a leader, nigga. Stop waiting. Stop being reactive. Be proactive, my nigga. But what do I know? I'm just OG Hatch, man. 26-year-old nigga living in Phoenix, bro. What do I know? <laughs> what the fuck do I know? <laughs> I'm moving on, man. Moving on. Let's get into the advice of the week, man. I'm just getting to the advice of the week. Then we're going to get into the NBA and NFL review. Some quick hits. Then we're going to wrap this podcast up for you guys, man. It's going to be a little bit shorter than, than last week's, man. We've been wrapping out some long-ass episodes for you guys, bro. That two-hour interview, oh, my God. Don't get me started on how hard that shit was to edit. <laughs> that shit took hours, dog. But I do it for the folks, man. <laughs> um, advice of the week, man. Advice of the motherfucking week. You know, last week I told you about the nocturnal niggas. Stay away from all nocturnal niggas, man. They they some they some they some fucking savages and heathens. But this week we gonna we gonna we gonna do something a little bit different. You know, the, the, the advice of the week, man, is just grind till you can't grind no more. You know what I'm saying? Grind till you can't grind no motherfucking more. And then get your necessary rest to get back motivated. I know sometimes when you want to grind. Once you get tired and once your body start, you know, your back start tightening up, that's when people fall off the grind. Nah, that means you got to go back home. You got to go harder. It's just like when you were at the gym and your, and your arms and shit start to burn and, and hurt and shit like that. 
That means you lifting right. Keep going. So grind so you can't grind no more, man. Then get the necessary rest you need to get motivated. To get back motivated, I should say. You know what I'm saying? You it, 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 It's important to bring some structure into your life. You know what I'm saying? Why you why you maneuver your way through all this bullshit that the that this life can can throw at you, that this world can throw at you. So so grind till you can't grind no motherfucking me more, man. And that's the best that's the best advice I can give you this week. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's important to stay dedicated to the grind because once you fall off a grind that you that that can only benefit you. If you don't believe in yourself, who gonna believe in you? And you show you you show. You show effort and you show results and you get results, I should say, by believing yourself and proving to yourself that you can actually do shit. So that's my advice, man. Stay dedicated to the motherfucking grind. Um, Moving on. Let's go ahead and get to NFL review right fast, man. Um, I want to get into this last past Sunday, dog. It was a bloody day for parlays, bro. I was telling my nigga X that we was betting and showing these games. I'm out here in AZ, so you know we legal. <laughs> Lego, but I was doing this shit, and it was like all the parlays fell through for me. I ain't gonna fake it. It was a bloody motherfucking day. Saturday with the fights, I won that shit. Kamara Usman, you know what I'm saying? Victorious, you know what I'm saying? He won for the niggas. We back up 100 points. <laughs> but the Sunday, it just fucked up all my parlays. You know what I'm saying? You had Canelo beating motherfucking me, Caleb Plant whooping his ass like I said he was gonna do. Rose Nama used actually beats uh one uh Jay Lee, but yeah, you know I mean shit happened. Justin Gaethje beat Michael Chandler, but all my parlays fell through on Sunday because there was all the upsets. It was so many upsets, bro. You had the motherfucking Rams losing to the Titans without Derrick Henry. Get well soon, Derrick Henry. You had the motherfucking Raiders losing. You had the motherfucking Cowboys losing. Every team that you you could have you thought you could have penciled in for a victory, they lost. I mean, hell, the Cardinals even won without Kyler Murray and D-Hop. Like, what the fuck? It was, it was a weird day this past day in, in, in NFL. Um, I'm looking at the standings right now. You know what I'm saying? Top of the AFC East, you got the uh, the Bills. They at five and three. Second place, you got the Patriots at five and four. They look like they turned things around out there in New England. I ain't going to fake it. AFC West, you got the Chargers at the top, five and three. Tied with the, uh, with the Raiders, I should say, at five and three. But they second in division. Um, Chiefs is five and four. If they get Odell Beckham, if they get Odell Beckham, and congrats to Odell Beckham for being free. I said last week's episode, hopefully when we came back on here, he'll be uh, he'll be released from the, uh, the uh, Cleveland Browns. And they worked it out to where he ultimately became a free agent. He can sign whatever he wants to sign with. I think he narrowed his choices down to Green Bay, Kansas City, and then New Orleans. Um, but I, I, I still got the Rams as being a possible option as well. But if they get Odell, they can probably change some shit around. That defense still got to get better, though. Uh, top of the AFC North, we got the Ravens looking pretty damn stout at six and two. Steelers are second in the division. Um, Browns is five and four. They looked real fucking good to start the year off, but I guess the same old Browns, man. AFC South, you know, so you got the uh, Titans at the top of seven and two. They brought in AP Adrian Peterson after Derrick Henry got hurt, and he he looked pretty. He looked pretty. He looked pretty decent in that in that past game. Um, Colts is four and five. They in second place in that division. That division is fantastic. Uh, going over to the NFC, NFC East, you got the Dallas Cowboys at the top at six and two. Eagles is three and six. That division's ass always been ass. Ain't never gonna be shit. Never will be shit. I tell you that much. Um, NFC West, you got the Cardinals. They are eight and one. The Rams is seven and two, a second at division. The uh, Seahawks is three and five. Russell West, uh, Russell Wilson is coming back from his fractured finger. Uh, 
if they get Odell Beckham, who knows? With him and DK Metcalf and Lockett at the wide receiver positions, they could probably make some noise. But they three and five right now. I don't really know how much noise they're gonna be making. That's a tough ass division to be in. NFC North, you got the Packers at seven and two. Um, Vikings is three and five, is second in place, and Bears is three and six. That division, man, it's moving on, man. <laughs> that division so ass now, man. NFC South, you got the Buccaneers at number one at six and two. Saints came in at second place at five and three. So right now, the season's going pretty much like everybody kind of thought it, would be, it was going to be going. Um, but it was just this past weekend was a bloody motherfucking day. I still got the motherfucking me Buccaneers going back to the Super Bowl. I don't know who's coming. I don't know who's coming out the AFC yet. I really don't. The Titans is really good, bro. I told y'all when I had my boy Big uh, Big Keith on this podcast, we were talking about the Titans. And before Derrick Henry got hurt, it was just that 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 offensive attack was too deadly for me. You got big ass Derrick Henry to where you got to put seven, eight people in the box. You got Julio Jones and A.J. Brown at wide out. Ryan Tannehill is a good enough quarterback to get the job done. But with Derrick Henry going down, that kind of changed people's thought process. But with Adrian Peterson, that's probably the next best thing you can bring in for that type of running back, for that type of system. So we'll see how it goes. You know what I'm saying? They, they went in there and they, they had the upset. They beat the Rams without Derrick Henry. So that was a big-ass game for them. Uh, but we'll see how it plays out going forward. Uh, but – it may be the Titans. It very well may be the Titans, fam. Everybody had either the Chiefs or Cleveland Browns, but they both having some subpar as years, some under underachieving ass seasons right now. Chiefs, I got more faith in the Chiefs turning around than I do the Cleveland Browns. I, I really do because the quarterback play. Baker Mayfield is average. There's nothing wrong with being an average quarterback. It's only it's, it's, it's only wrong to be an average quarterback when you think you're not an average quarterback. When you think you way better than what you is, no. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> You're not that guy. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm still I still dependent, man. It may be the Titans after all. It really, really well, it really very well may be the month of me Titans. Um, let's get into the NBA right fast before we wrap this shit on out. NBA, NBA motherfucking season, bro. I gotta say this, man. This is more so a rant, not even a review. So I don't even want to put this shit on the screen. <sighs> You know, I'm a Laker fan. Bleed purple and gold. Been this way all my motherfucking life. I am so disappointed in my favorite player in the league, which is Anthony Davis. Now, I understand that this past game, he, he balled out. Nigga had like 30-some points. Double-digit rebounds, five blocks, three steals. A key defensive player at the end. I seen, okay, I appreciate that. That's what he should be doing. When I say I'm disappointed in Anthony Davis, man, because when I watch the Lakers game, everything that I expected to happen has happened. Russell Westbrook is is fucking up. He he, he looks stupid. Like, I expected that, though. With Anthony Davis, man, I sometimes I feel so bad saying he's my favorite player in the world because it's clear that he accepts Ryan LeBron's coattail. It's clear. Like, this has to be what it was like when Scottie Pippen was playing with MJ. This has to be what it was like. Because it's clear as day that Anthony Davis is totally fine, totally fine with Ryan LeBron Cotet. We've been saying for the last two years now that Anthony Davis is going to be the best player on the Lakers. 
But time and time again, every other night, LeBron out there looking like the best player on the team. Not, not by choice. LeBron be trying to let this nigga eat. But AD don't bring it every game. Everything that Giannis is doing, AD can do. Plus some. Plus some. But he don't bring it every night. So when I sit back and I'm watching Russ do the Russ things, when I sit back and I'm, and, and I'm watching Anthony Davis just, just be another nigga for half the damn time, I can't feel good about this year. LeBron had already missed six games. Granted, the the the, the little reason he out right now, the little stomach ab uh, strain, it says it's not a real injuries for real. He just only sitting it out just to make sure he's good going forward. But he's clearly the best player on the team. And I don't know how Russell, bro. Look, I'm going to say this, bro. I don't know how Russell was MVP. You can't tell me watching Russell Westbrook right now, you can tell he was an MVP. You can't tell me you see it. There isn't a resemblance of MVP sprinkled on Russell Westbrook right now. I don't understand. I always thought the more you did some shit, the better you got at it. He's getting worse when it comes to taking care of the ball. Like I've always – Russell Westbrook was, was my favorite player in the league until I, I just gave it to Anthony Davis because I seen Anthony Davis taking actual steps to try to – have a successful career. It became obvious to me Russell Westbrook was a he just wanted to get his numbers. But he's this is what year 14 and this nigga still turning the ball over like that. Like he's not this not niggas ripping Russell Westbrook. It ain't a nigga taking this reaching this cookie jaw. No. This nigga backcourt violation. This nigga dribbling out of bounds. This nigga throwing lobs to nobody. It's like at this, at a certain point in time, how much longer? We got to really talk about this. The bad thing about this whole Lakers shit, if these niggas don't win this year, it's, it's going to be hard to swallow the fact that Russell Westbrook will be on the team again next year. That's depressing as fuck. If niggas don't win it this year, I don't I, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Because Russell Westbrook will still be there. I don't I don't understand it. And then trust, I'm not jumping off the wagon. I still got us winning the championship. I understand that our team is not healthy right now. I understand it. I really do. We're missing THT. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, Trevor Reza, you know what I'm saying, LeBron and out the lineups. I get it. But, dog, we got enough talent. We're supposed to have enough talent to beat OKC. We got enough talent to where niggas ain't, niggas ain't calling us the underdogs against the Miami Heat. It's only like that because of Russell Westbrook. It don't matter what lead the Lakers get. It don't matter. It was a 26-point league, a 19-point league, and a 14-point league. It don't matter. Russ going to find a way to let the other team in the game. He been blowing leads ever since that 2016 uh, 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 series against Golden State. Ever since Golden State came back on that nigga, everybody been coming back on that nigga. It's the, I don't understand it. 
And as a Laker fan, it's some of the hardest shit to watch to see a nigga just go out there and just flat out lose the ball. Just flat out game after game. Fuck up in the biggest moments. I told niggas, Russell Westbrook has to lead the NBA, lead NBA history in after the game going to the locker room saying, my fault, guys. That's, that's on me, fellas. That's on me, fellas. My fault, my fault, y'all. I, I'll be better next game. He got that shit every week, at, at least twice every week. Russell Westbrook got going to the locker room and said, that's my fault, fellas. He got to run extra laps at practice every week because of that shit. It's, I don't understand it. Is that nigga don't care about winning or he's fucking insane? Because insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. It's 14 years of this, dog. Like, is it, you can do that shit in Cleveland. I mean, not in Cleveland. In OKC. You can do that shit in motherfucking me, uh, Houston. You can do that shit in Washington, D.C. You can't do this shit on the Lakers, bro. Now on the team, especially now with a team with championship aspirations. Nah, no, bro. Nah. Hey, I, it's two big things going on with the Lakers that I just don't like, man. Anthony Davis not willing, being willing to take the number one spot on the team. And Russell Westbrook regressing in front of my my fucking eyes, not as a talent, as a as a decision maker. He, 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 he's just not. He hasn't gotten any smarter at all. And I just find that so hard to believe. I, I I've never seen that before, dog. It, it's, it's the saddest shit. My it's the saddest shit I've ever seen, bro. Being a Laker fan, having a team that you know, that you know. That the that that should be right there for the championship. It's the saddest shit in the world seeing them go out there, knowing that they don't have faith in in, in Russell Westbrook. It's clear as day. Don't know nobody on the team actually got faith in Russell Westbrook. When he turned the ball over, niggas dropping their head, niggas walking up the court, niggas ain't trotting back. No, they just walk up the court. Niggas looking at him like, "What the fuck is you doing?" Like, it's just the saddest shit in the world, man. Like when he the, the first couple games, you just talk shit. Like you know, you gotta do better, do better, nigga. But I, once you ten games into the season, and you only have one decent game, even in that game you had four turnovers. It's like it just becomes sad. It really becomes sad. I don't understand this nigga. I I, I love Russ. One of the most prolific players ever. One of the most, you know what I'm saying? It's just he, he he's one of those players you, you love him or hate him, but you can't deny his greatness. But you can't always say Nail wasn't a winner. And the shit that he's doing right now is not gonna result in winning basketball at the end of the season. It's just really not. And I, I can't keep relying on old LeBron to, to to change niggas or to 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 to, to to, to 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 make us forget about the bullshit. Nah, Russell Westbrook not that guy. He's not the guy where you can make us forget his his, his mistakes because he got the ball in, in in the most crucial times. And when he do do something, it's some of the wildest shit in the world. I have no problems with niggas turning the ball over, guys. I don't. It's the shit to where it's like, what were you thinking? I don't have a problem with niggas driving to the lane. And the ball gets slapped out of his hand. I have no problem with that. 
But when it's four niggas in the paint, and you try to run to the paint and do a Euro step between four niggas and throw the ball clean in the air, and it's three niggas on your team open, I have a problem with that. When you dribble the ball off your foot, I got a problem with that. When you step in, in the backcourt, I got a problem with that. Like, these are these are turnovers that just don't even make sense that niggas at the Y would get kicked off the team for. So it's just, it's just it's sad as fuck. It truly is sad as fuck. Like, the more I talk about it, I get mad because it's like, it just, it, I don't understand this nigga. How do you consistently do this shit for 14 years? You can't get mad KD left no more. Like, at, at this point in time, that's probably what fuck, that's probably what fuck Russell Westbrook up. The fact that everybody's saying that KD left because of him, that had to fuck him up psychologically. I don't know why. I don't know if it was just, like, on pause because he had an MVP season the very next year. But it's like all that shit just starting to come to the light now. Everything KD ever, ever even hinted at is coming to the light now because you on the Lakers, my nigga. A team that gets that gets criticized every motherfucking day. You can't bring that 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 bullshit over here to where you don't care about your mistakes, cause nigga, we do. That shit, man, man. <laughs> Look, man. Look, man. What we at right now? Eight, eighth in the in, in the Western Conference. We sit at the eighth spot. We'll be all right, man. <laughs> we'll be all right, man. Let's, let's, let's get to some fucking quick hits so I can get the fuck out of here, man. Nigga Russell Westbrook just killed my whole vibe, bro. I ain't going to fake it. <laughs> he be doing some straight bullshit out there, man. Um, Quick hitters, bro. You know, I came across this video. Jeff Bezos. Him and his new girlfriend. Him and his new chick. I told you about how he got rid of his old wife and got her off the biggest bag in the world, making her like the one or the, either like the the richest woman in the world or the fourth largest, fourth richest woman in the world. Something. She top five, damn it. <laughs> top five and she ain't five. But Jeff Bezos got my new chick. Yeah, they was at some little gathering. Um, where was they at? The, the art gallery in, in L.A. Jeff Bezos and his new girlfriend came across Leonardo DiCaprio. We all know Leo. Niggas fuck with Leo. He killed that shit in Django, by the way. But the video came out of... Jeff Bezos and his girlfriend sitting there talking to Leonardo DiCaprio, and his girl is infatuated with Leo. She looking up at him, smiling, blushing on hard, leaning up against him and shit like that, gazing into his eyes and shit like that. And, the, and, and Twitter and, and social media went crazy like, this is the richest nigga in the world. He the richest nigga in the world, and his girlfriend choosing hard. It just made me. It just made me think. Like, it don't matter how much money you got, fam. If your girl wanna fuck, she gonna fuck. So you can't stop people from doing what they wanna do. You just can't. It don't matter how good, how, how much money you got, how good you think you fucking that bitch. It don't matter how good you think you fucking that nigga. Speaking to the ladies, of course. It don't matter about none of that. It don't matter about your money, about your business. It don't matter about none of that. If a nigga want to cheat, he going to cheat. If a woman want to cheat, she going to cheat. That's why I be trying to tell people, bro, all that money, it's, nigga, everybody want money. Everybody want to have the means to buy what they want, 
do what they want, go where they want to go. Everybody wants to have access to those type of things. But those type of things don't keep people in your life. Those type of things don't make people love you. It just don't. It just don't. Like I, it just don't. Now, me personally, I don't know if I was Jeff Bezos. I don't even know if I would have a girlfriend. Real shit. If my wife that I've been with for X amount of years, we didn't work out, I'm not bringing a new chick into the fold. Because I, I just gave my wife a big-ass stimmy package, bitch. I ain't finna bring a new girl to the fold and have to do this again five years. But he playing with a different, he playing with a different type of bag, though. <laughs> he can pay everybody a little bit, some, some little money and, and move on. He can fuck we want to give him a little assembly package of however, however amount of money he wants to be. That's Jeff Bezos, bitch. He got long money. His money wraps around the world. But he's just like, I can't be with somebody that is clearly she's fawn over another man. I can't do that. Especially when this nigga can't even, this nigga can't even sniff my dirty drawers. Bitch, I got way more money than this nigga. I don't give a fuck about his, his acting career. Bitch, I, I'm Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> Type shit. So it's just like, as, as a man, what does this do to your ego? Like, what does this do to Jeff Bezos' ego? Because you, you got to think that, I'm looking at Jeff Bezos, this is a small man. This is a small man. So I'm pretty sure growing up, he wasn't the, he wasn't King Dingling in high school. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't the jock at high school. He wasn't the nigga everybody was cool with. I'm assuming, I'm assuming. I would think that once he reached the status of being the richest man in the world, he, he walking around this motherfucker like, yeah, I run this shit. I would be walking around like my dick bigger than everybody's in the world. But what does that do to your pride when you walking around like that? But your bitch, she trying to fuck other niggas. She trying to fuck the niggas that ain't that ain't got nearly as much money as you. What does that do to Juan's pride? Wants ego. When your wife divorced you, she went and got married to another nigga less than six months after y'all got divorced. Now your new chick is 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 fawning over a nigga in your eye in front of you. Like, what does those things do to a nigga? I know what it'll do to me. I know what it does to me even thinking about the shit. <laughs> So what, would, what what the fuck is Jeff Bezos really going through, fam? That's some wild ass shit. To be the richest nigga in the world and your chick still choosing. That's some wild ass shit. That's some crazy shit, bro. <laughs> I'm moving on. What we see? Oh, the Kanye West clip. Oh man. So Kanye West, man, he came out with a clip to Drake. He was standing there with Jay Prince. <laughs> I wanna say, man, I know a hostage video when I see one. Jay Kanye West recently went on a drink champs. Yeah, drink champs. He he was going in. He talked about how worst thing he ever did was sign Big Sean. How it was fuck Big Sean and fuck um what's the piano keys nigga John Legend. It was fuck him. He, he talked shit about. He kept he, he said a lot of shit. Let's just keep it like that. He said a lot of shit. And he literally turned around after that. After everybody was going crazy about what Ye was saying, Ye was speaking his mind type shit, keeping it real type shit. Like a couple days after that, he came out with a, a video standing next to Jay Prince, reading some shit off the phone, 
apologizing to Drake to me want to squash the beef for Drake. He want to reunite type shit. Now, I was conflicted. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get about it. I was conflicted about this shit <laughs> because one half of it, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Oh man, that's dope to see two black men trying to squash their beef before anybody gets hurt because it ain't that serious. But the immature side of me, <laughs> the, the immature side of me, is like. Use a bitch. <laughs> the immature side of me is like Kanye. Use a whole bitch because you was just talking crazy about these other niggas. You was just you was just letting it be known. You don't give a shit about none of that shit. You keeping it real. You talking shit about Big Sean, John Legend, all these other niggas. But because Drake got monetized, you apologizing. That video didn't look comfortable. I didn't look. Anytime a nigga is apologizing, he reads himself a screen. It's not sincere. You're apologizing to Drake for some rap beat. Why are you reading paragraphs off your phone? Because Jay Prince made you do that shit. You ran to Jay Prince and he made you do some shit like that. That ain't some shit you came off the top of your head with. Because why is he even standing right there? Why do the simple fact that we know that Jay Prince was in the room with you when you decided to do that, that's all I need to know. That lets me know, nigga, you... Yeah, nigga, niggas, niggas, niggas pressed you. Niggas pressed you about that. Because the shit Drake been saying, Drake been sending all types of shots at you. He ain't been trying to squash nothing with you. He ain't been trying to squash shit with you. So the simple fact that you released that video apologizing to Drake wanting to squash the beef, standing next to Jay Prince, and we all know has ties to um ties to Drake. And we all know about the tie, the mob ties that they got down there in Houston. That just lets me know. You softer than I thought you were. Cause ain't no ain't nobody finna make bro. You can't ain't nobody making me do shit I don't want to do. Especially apologize to another nigga. And like I said, I the other half of me, I love to see black men squash their problems and shit like that. If it ain't that serious, I love that. I trust me, I really do. But not like this. <laughs> like if you're gonna do that, let it be genuine. And out of the own, out of your own doings, because you thought about this, not because a niggas a, a niggas enforcer came up to you and made you do this shit. Nah, you too old for that. You too old to be getting bullied, dog. I don't understand niggas get God. I don't understand niggas getting bullied. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I never will. Nigga, want, nigga, want to take me up out of here? Nigga, try to bully me. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it, man. I, I really fucking don't. But shout out to Jay Prince, man. He's still getting shit done, old as fuck. He still got these niggas scared as fuck out here in these streets, man. So shout out to you, my nigga. You aging gracefully. <laughs> that nigga aging gracefully type shit. But, um, shit, man. What we got? I think that's it, bro. Yeah, we, we it, man. I'm out this motherfucker. Man. I ain't been standing this before all night. <laughs> I'm hungry as a bitch. I'm finna some Chick-fil-A. <laughs> um, but I want to shout out to everybody, man. This was a nice episode, bro. A little bit longer than I anticipated, but you know I got to get over an hour of content for y'all, man. That's what, that's what I do. Who would I be if I didn't bring over an hour of content for y'all, man? Come on, man. You know how I rock over it, man. Um, so I want to shout out to everybody that's tapped in joining this conversation right here, man. Shout out to everybody around the world that be tapped in joining these conversations. I truly appreciate that shit. Um, I got a lot of things behind the scenes, bro. I got a lot of big plans for you guys, man. 
I, I got ideas that's gonna take this podcast to another motherfucking level, man. I got I got big ideas of who I want to bring onto this podcast. I still want to get a transgender on this podcast, bro, just to have a conversation that really needs to be had. So I'm still looking for a transgender um to bring onto the podcast, and hopefully that's not sounding wild. <laughs> I don't want that to sound any wilder than what motherfuckers been trying to make that sound like. So I just want to say shout out to the transgender community. And shout out to everybody that want to come onto the podcast, man. We're gonna get y'all all on here. Um, we're gonna keep British Empire brick by motherfucking me brick. Um, keep um re- reviewing and subscribe to the podcast on all platforms the Until FN YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audio Mac, Google Podcasts, all that good shit. Um, keep showing the podcast love, keep fucking with the kid, man. I truly uh truly uh appreciate it, and I'm keep doing my best to keep bringing out this fire content each and every motherfucking week. Um, but you know I give it up on this side, bro. It's all love these ways. Never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe. Stay sharp. Stay sane. And I'll try y'all next week, man. I'm out this motherfucker. You dig, baby. <laughs> That's my go-to closeout, man. <laughs> I be saying to all my bitches, baby. I want you, I need you, I love you. (laughs) I'm out this motherfucker, man.